Welcome to the Mycotoxin Matters podcast from Alltech Mycotoxin Management. As mycotoxins present an ever-increasing threat to livestock production, join us as we discuss these impacts and potential solutions, sustainable farming, and our vision for a planet of plenty. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Mycotoxin Matters podcast, where we are going to take a closer look at the dairy industry uh, with a particular view on Asia and how uh, the different uh, aspects of the industry and, and the external factors that affect it when we think about climate and the importation of grains have an impact on the mycotoxin profile that we face uh, within the region. Joining me today to chat through this is Dr. Ghassan Nasir, who is Alltech's ruminant and mycotoxin technical manager for Southeast Asia. Uh, Gaz, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much uh, for having me on this podcast. I think it's a very uh, interesting topic and it's right at the right time for, for us to discuss about this because right now the customers are facing a lot of challenges, especially uh, when we talk about the mycotoxin side. Well, then maybe Gaz, with that, why don't you start by giving us a little bit of an overview of the dairy industry in Asia and, and how it's structured and functions? Yes, yeah, sure. So dairy industry in Asia exhibits a very diverse and a dynamic uh, structure. We can broadly divide dairy industry in Asia into three key categories. The one could be very small size farm, which are like backyard farming, the family owned small farms, like two animals, three animals, five animals. Uh, and then uh, up the hierarchy, there will be medium sized farms, which will adopt some uh, up to date practices, latest research uh, and, you know, new technologies. They will adopt it. And then finally, we will have corporate size, big size farms that will uh, operate at a commercial level. And the key difference among all of these three areas would be the small sized farms are just doing their business for sustainability, for sustaining their life, for having some additional income from the backyard farming. Uh, but they play a key role because they are producing a, a lot of milk, a huge amount of milk that is being coming into the market is produced by these small sized farms. Whereas the medium sized and large sized farms, they will be uh, mainly supplying their, their milk production milk production to either uh, milk processors directly or they might have their own milk brand in different markets as different markets uh, are a little bit different in terms of how the milk is processed and sold to the consumers. Uh, so it's very key to understand this market structure before we think about how uh, you know uh, how we work with these these customers or how these customers are actually adopting uh, the new technologies and services to you know improve their productivity small site farms are relying mainly for the you know uh, for keeping the farm alive for having that side income whereas the large site farms are more uh, towards the profitability and making sure their production is as maximum as they can get it so uh, these variables actually we need to keep in mind when we when we want to work with these uh, these customers because obviously the dynamics are different uh, the requirements are different uh, the targets are different for each of these uh, uh, you know different uh, sections of the industry yeah it's 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 really interesting guys to see the diversity uh, across the region when it comes to the different uh, sizes and types of uh, producers. So if you build on that, why are mycotoxins relevant to those different uh, dairy producers across the region? 
So yes, uh, so mycotoxins play a high uh, are highly relevant for the dairy producers in Asia as it ties in with the several critical factors which are required uh, for the for the dairy farming in the in the region. One is obviously the increasing milk production. The farmers are looking at improving their milk production. They are uh, looking at improving the milk quality. So uh, having mycotoxins in the feed can significantly impact the production as well as the milk quality. And then the fact that the uh, the some mycotoxins can go into the milk and then affect on the human health side as well. So that plays a key role uh, in in giving the importance of of the to the mycotoxins and trying to make sure that we manage the mycotoxins properly. Uh, secondly, as you realize that Asia relies uh, on the import uh, import of raw materials for globally from different parts of the world, uh, and because of these imported raw materials, the contamination that is coming through these imported raw materials plays a wider role here. Uh, sometimes we don't find certain uh, types of mycotoxins in Asia, but because we are importing raw materials from other countries, uh, so basically along with the raw materials, we're importing uh, some mycotoxins that are produced in those conditions in those those environments. And lastly, I think the storage issue locally in in Asia plays a key role in 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 terms of uh, mycotoxin increase level of increase of mycotoxins and also the uh, impact on the on the productivity of the animals. Uh, in Asia, most of the countries have uh, high humid and high temperature environment, and that is best for molds to grow. Uh, so that even further enhances uh, the the ability of molds to increase the mycotoxin levels in the in the raw material. So I think these these factors combine together and uh, you know help the customers understand the importance of these mycotoxins and how they are affecting on their animals. Uh, so so they can better manage uh, the mycotoxins. Guys, interesting to hear uh, more about some of those key factors. And clearly, as yield increases then stresses such as mycotoxins are going to play uh, more of uh, a role, uh, potentially negatively impacting that. And then that mix of the imported challenge coming from all the grains that are coming into the region, along with that local challenge from the storage environment, gives that that Asian region quite a unique scenario when it comes to, to mycotoxins. If you then look at climate, does the changing climate have an impact on top of the, the things you've just mentioned? Absolutely. I mean, uh, climate change is undeniably affecting the dairy industry in Asia. And it can actually intensify the mycotoxin related challenges along with the production challenges that we are having because of the of the climate change uh, of the rising temperatures and changes in the precipitation patterns can create conditions that are you know conducive to the mycotoxin producing molds increased humidity heat stress can also promote the mold growth but at the same time uh, impact the productivity uh, of the animals in itself as well so uh, climate change is having uh, having a significant impact on the both sides mycotoxins plus the productivity uh, of the animals as well additionally climate change patterns can impact the forage and grain production as well uh, so droughts or excessive rainfall can also affect the crop yields and quality of the of the crops that can potentially lead to the higher mycotoxin levels in the feed as well. Uh, so the climate change is, is not only standalone challenge, but also a factor that can further complicate the mycotoxin uh, management in the dairy farming at the same time, the productivity and the general stress factor that are coming up on the on the uh, on the animals as well. So it definitely is a is a big factor that is impacting on the animal productivity. As you're working with customers and 
looking at analysis across the region, Gaz, from the work that we are doing, what does the data tell us in terms of what the challenge looks like? Yeah, so it's very interesting when we when we look at the data uh, related to the mycotoxins and their relevance to the dairy industry in Asia, we observe there are some notable trends that are happening and there are notice, noticeable shifts that are happening in terms of the mycotoxin profile of the raw materials, particularly over the last three years where we, we saw bigger impacts on the climate change and then impact on the crops and then uh, consequently impacting on the, on the mycotoxin profile. The data that we have from different surveys, especially conducted by Alltech, it provides us a crucial insights into the mycotoxin challenge and mycotoxin landscape of the raw materials. Firstly, according to uh, you know Alltech's mycotoxin survey, which was conducted in the past three years, we have witnessed significant changes in the prevalence, in the levels, as well as in the combination of mycotoxins that are uh, that are occurring in the in the raw materials. And this shift can be, you know, attributed to the changes in weather conditions and the broader impact of the climate change as well. And, and these variations in the climate can influence the types uh, and the quantities of the mycotoxins that are present in the feed, which can further, uh, you know, emphasize the dynamic nature of, of, of this challenge of the climate change. And uh, moreover, when we look at some of the some of the trends, we saw a very alarming trend that has emerged from these surveys in a in a you know in the very consistent way that uh, there is a consistent increase in the levels of emerging mycotoxins. In the latest survey that we that we did recently, we observed that emerging mycotoxins have not only risen uh, risen to become the top most commonly encountered mycotoxins in the feed samples tested um, in Asia. But this highlights the evolving nature of mycotoxins contamination in the dairy industry. Uh, these prevalence of these emerging mycotoxins introduces new challenges as we strive to understand the effects on the on the livestock health and the productivity. So we, we need to a little bit better understand these emerging mycotoxins. But what we understand as of now from the data is that uh, they are increasing in their levels and uh, they are you know continuously increasing their presence in the number of samples is increasing as well. They are occurring more and more often in, in our raw materials. Um, another important trend that we saw was evident in the presence of the multiple mycotoxins in the uh, in the samples. Uh, from the latest survey that was done in, in the last eight, nine months, uh, we saw that on an average there were seven uh, mycotoxins present in each sample. Uh, most prevalently, the topmost was emerging mycotoxins, and then uh, following on to Dawn, Fimonisin, and Xerolinone was the most common mycotoxins. But uh, you know, more than 90% of the samples had multiple mycotoxin contamination. And when we, uh, you know, look at the risk on the animals, looking at this data, we saw that more than 40% of the samples had moderate to higher level risk for the dairy animals. Uh, so we need to, you know, look at uh, all of these factors to make sure that uh, how we are managing the the mycotoxin and how we are managing the, uh, you know, um, the challenge that that our animals are facing. So in, in, in short, like this data tells us the mycotoxin contamination is a multifaceted issue. It is influenced both by the climate factors as well as the emergence of the novel mycotoxin classes. Um, it underscores the critical you know, need for the continuous monitoring, adaptation and proactive measures within the dairy industry to effectively you know, address this challenge and, and uh, address this challenge of mycotoxins. Yeah, certainly that emerging mycotoxin piece is important. 
as well as the multiple mycotoxin piece, because I think clearly what you're saying for, for Asia and what we are seeing in other parts of the world as well is the prevalence of these these groups that primarily come from the fusarium mold. And so I think particularly in Asia, when there's been such a focus historically on aflatoxin for good reason, uh, the the importance, however, of these other mycotoxins uh, is is right to uh, raise because from that cow health and p- productivity standpoint, they're they're so key. Uh, Gaz, you've put a lot of this information in your blog, uh, which uh, our listeners can find at uh, nomycotoxins.com. Uh, maybe you could share with us as we wrap up just some of your top tips in terms of what you think and advise producers to be doing when it comes to this mycotoxin challenge. For sure, like uh, there are so many things that that we can do at a farm level, at a feed mill level, uh, but obviously, uh, you know, uh, there are few things that 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 are that play a vital role in making sure that we are managing that risk we are making sure that our raw materials are uh, have less contamination so i would say the first number one would be for me the quality of feed uh, raw material sourcing uh, so if we ensure that feed ingredients, especially the grains and the forages are sourced from reputable suppliers uh, who have strict uh, quality control measures in place, this can help you minimize the risk of mycotoxin contaminated uh, raw materials entering into your dairy, entering into your into your feed. Uh, so we can we can have a good quality control checks at the start to make sure that we as minimum mycotoxins enter in our system as possible. Obviously, it's a very, very complex challenge. Any one supplier, any one company, any one, you know, um, uh, part of the whole supply chain cannot tackle that. But uh, and we cannot have it's very difficult to have like zero mycotoxins. There is no concept of zero mycotoxins. So we, we need to have strict quality control to make sure that as minimum mycotoxins we have in our in our uh, you know system. And then leading on to that, uh, we need to have effective storage practices, uh, implementing proper storage techniques to prevent the mycotoxin development, um, prevent the mold development and further on to the reducing the my, mycotoxins development in our storage conditions. Uh, this could include the maintaining the optimal temperature or humidity, um, using appropriate methods to making silage on the uh, on the farms to make sure that our silage uh, have a good quality and less mycotoxins in there. And then obviously regularly inspecting the, the stored feed for any signs of, signs of mold, uh, mold growth in there. So we try to, you know, minimize the mycotoxins coming into our system, and then we try to make sure whatever is in our system does not go above the limits that we brought in. And then I think the, one of the key thing here would be uh, regular monitoring and testing. We can only have some targets set. We can only reduce some things when we know where we are uh, today. Uh, if we don't know where we are today, we cannot set targets. We cannot reduce that. So having a regular monitoring and testing, establishing a uh, monitoring program to regularly assess the feed and the forages um, is is it would be the key. And when you normally do that, uh, you will have early detection that will allow you for the time, uh, allow you or give you the time for in, to intervene and adjust any feed formulations, reduce some raw materials, include some other raw materials that has less mycotoxin contamination, uh, or like some raw materials might have higher levels of certain mycotoxins that are uh, uh, your animals are less sensitive to. So we might be able to uh, intervene and make some changes over there. Now, speaking of of the regular monitoring and testing, uh, I would have to uh, 
you know share about one of the best tool that we have right now uh, for for the dairy producers and the for the feed millers is the Alltech Rapid Read system uh, that comes along with the mycotoxin portal. Uh, this system offers a rapid and efficient solution for mycotoxin analysis, delivering the results in as little as 15 minutes. So you can test like six key mycotoxins within like 15 minutes time. But what uh, the key thing that that sets it apart from uh, from the industry is that uh, having the ability to put all of this information into a very uh, nicely developed mycotoxin portal. Now, this portal not only provides quick analysis, but at, at the same time, it gives us a, uh, or translates the data into an actionable insights. It simplifies the complex task of interpreting the very complex mycotoxin data and it presents to the users, whoever is using that system, in a very user-friendly format so we can easily understand what is happening in terms of mycotoxins and what is happening in terms of their uh, you know, trends. Uh, so this portal will not only help us understand uh, the level of mycotoxins, uh, their trends, but also help us understand the risk uh, which our animals are facing. And, and most, more, uh, and you might be able to have some predictions that can help you understand how much you might be losing with this level of mycotoxins. So I think uh, utilizing these type of tools, these type of systems, who gives you a better understanding of, of the information that you are already collecting uh, can help you actually make quick actions, make right actions at the right time. So utilizing this will be very helpful. Gaz, fantastic. Thanks very much for all of your insights and sharing a lot of uh, information about the, the industry in general. Uh, and the impact uh, that mycotoxins may be playing now and in the future uh, on that industry as it evolves. Uh, we look forward to having you back uh, on Mycotoxin Matters in the future uh, to, to share with us more about uh, how mycotoxins are affecting uh, the Asian uh, ruminant and, and dairy industry. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. We hope you enjoyed listening today and look forward to you joining us next time on the Mycotoxin Matters podcast. For more information on the topics discussed, please visit nomycotoxins.com. That's K-N-O-W mycotoxins.com.